Ladies and gentlemen, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is the cover athlete for MLB The Show 24. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you guys for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And before we get into everything, uh, we want to, you know, we, we've sort of looked through sort of the analytics on YouTube and we've noticed that like 78% of you guys like aren't subscribed. So like if you, you know, go subscribe. It's you're, free. You're coming here all the time watching Blue Jays content, watching us talk about, you know, Vlad being the cover athlete of MLB The Show 24. And uh, yeah, might as well subscribe. Yeah, you guys are witnessing all of our good and bad takes. <laughs> Subscribing is free. So and it helps us out a ton. And all of your comments are always appreciated. You liking, subscribing, all that cool stuff. Just make sure uh, you're keeping on top of things as we are with our Blue Jays media. Yeah, we're almost at a thousand. Let's get us there. Why not? All right. So today's story is that uh, we are looking over uh, the score interview by Josh Goldberg. And it's Vladdy commenting on how his 2023 season went and what he's looking to change in 2024. Yeah. So, uh, the, the first thing he says uh, is he's making adjustments to his swing. Um, it, he, he pretty much said that improved mechanics uh, have as little movement as possible. So that's what he's trying to do. Have, make sure that his when he's swinging the bat, he's not dropping shoulders. He's not, uh, you know, huge leg kick. It's, it's a lot more compact um, swing. And, and I think that that's really going to help him. I think he, he got way too involved in the you know, I want to say almost the visuals of the swing instead of the actual swing itself. And, and he's just got to get back to, to focusing and, and driving the ball. And I think maybe this will do that. Yeah. I think with Vladdy right now, he's just trying to be more efficient with the swing. He doesn't want any wasted movements. He wants everything to be moving forward towards the pitcher to get that more power to put balls in play. And yeah, he doesn't want to, obviously when you're swinging as hard as Vladdy's swinging, you don't want to waste good swings. So making that movement as efficient as possible is going to help him out in the future. Yeah, and, and he said all this on the CBC interview that he did. And uh, he, when asked about um, his team and, and the Justin Turner signing, he said, I'm happy with the team that we have. Now, to you, does that say that he doesn't think that there's going to be more moves made? Or he's just this is just one of those basic whatever answers? Yeah, I think this is like a media trained answer. Obviously he's going to say that the team is looking good and there's enough talent on the team because the other version would be this team sucks. And yeah. No Toronto yeah. fan wants to hear that. Obviously there'd be Vladdy's not really in a great spot with Toronto fans right now after last season. So I don't think he'd want to hurt himself even more, but he did take some accountability for that season in this article. He did say that he had some wrist and knee injuries that were hampering him, hampering him all season. But his quote here is, I don't blame that. I'm not saying that because I had some discomfort. I didn't do my job. But this is one of the things that we focus on this offseason. And I'm trying to improve each year the things that were bothering me last year. Yeah. And and I, do I necessarily think, like, I mean, he addressed, he said that he's not going to blame the knee or wrist injury. But in the same respect, you're bringing it up. Seems like a little bit you're blaming it. And I don't think that. I don't know. If I'm the Blue Jays last year, like let the guy get healthy. 
like why are we even why is this even well and that's the thing like the trainers if he was really hurt they're not going to send him out there i know vladdy is one of the best players on this team and you notice when he's not in the lineup even the protection of other batters like boba shet george springer uh what and uh in the middle of the lineup too like guys like jano kirk there's a lot of protection and people tr- like they have to pitch if they don't want to pitch the vladdy then there's guys behind them that they're gonna have to pitch to unfortunately so Vladdy offers that protection and he he has gotten into this as well and he said i am either going to be vlad jr or vlad jr stayed behind and i think what he means by this is that this is kind of his make it or break it season for fans and just the organization he's coming to the end of his contract where fans are trying to see if 2021 is the actual vladdy or the last couple seasons is the actual vladdy we're all hoping for that 2021 Vladdy, but I'm hoping that it can be just somewhere in the middle of those two seasons. He can be consistently hitting 35 home runs. The average doesn't really matter if he's hitting for power. It's just he has to drive runs in. Yeah, the, the RBIs are the big part, and we saw that we saw that hamper this team so much where we just couldn't drive in the runs. And it it, it sucks to think about because of all the talent we have that that hitting is our biggest problem. And I think do I don't know. Do 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 you honestly think that Vlad is going to come back as strong as he was in that 2021, or do you think it'll be just a bit better than last year? Uh, I'm hoping for more than a bit better last year. 2021 was an unbelievable year. It was so fun to watch Vladdy. Vladdy was one of those people that if you're an opposing team watching him and he comes up to the plate, you're like, oh god, this guy might launch the ball into the sun. Yeah, and it's put fear into a lot of pitchers' hearts, right? Yeah, so it's just a huge impact he had on the game. So, like I said before, if he can just get a middle ground, and we always talk about consistency with this team, if Vladdy can just figure out his swing, get the confidence back, I think is a huge thing for him as well. Yeah. He doesn't seem very confident at the plate right now, and just based off his answers in that interview as well. Yeah, and I mean, he goes on to say uh, he he was asked uh, what he thought about the team, whatever. He says, I'm concentrating more on my own game and making sure I'm putting my best foot forward. Seeming to me that he thinks that his teammates can come out there and do his job, but he knows that he's a leader on this team and expected to be much better than he was. So I think he understands that this is a season where he has to be at the best of his ability. Like this is that if he doesn't succeed this year and we end up paying the arbitration, uh, that that is being offered at that 199 I think it is that is an extreme extreme arbitration and then the Jays may have to look at like is this guy worth the money that we're paying him yeah he definitely locks up a lot of other options for this team if you have a guy like Vladimir or Jr. signed and then Boba Shett as well as George Springer Kevin Gosman you have a lot of big contracts already and you're not going to be able to fork over a ton of money to like seven eight different guys right you're going to have to eventually make decisions on who you want this to be this core on this Blue Jays team. And the thing with Vladdy is that he's 24, I believe, turning 25. He might be 25 now. He's it's around that age gap anyway. He's entering his prime. This should be the years where he's kind of finally settling into himself. He's been in the league for six years, going into his seventh season. We got to see something better from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. this year if we want to make a deep playoff run. We've actually just screw the deep playoff run. Let's win a playoff game. Yeah. Please win a playoff game. Let's score more than one run. We, I'm tired of seeing this make-believe wildcard series. I don't even really count it. The if, old baseball divisional was really the only thing that mattered. Then we're not even winning the wildcard series. We're not playing necessarily great teams. That Twins team, in my opinion, was probably the worst team on paper 
in the playoffs last season, and they completely dog locked us. It was not a close series. Yeah, we we that that's a team that we have to beat when you, you get that opportunity uh, to to get in the playoffs and then to then play the Minnesota Twins. You have to win that series. Like it it was it was so frustrating to watch because I think as Jays fans we knew that that's a series we should have won, and the team just didn't show up. And and I hate to say it. Vlad might be the most important piece on this Blue Jays team. If he's doing good, it might elevate the rest of the guys. Because if you see your supposed star player playing like garbage, it it, it hampers the whole team. It hurts the whole team. So he's got to be better. And I, I, I really want to believe him. But I feel like I'm almost at the point where until Vlad shows me that he's going to be better, I'm not going to believe him. I think we gotta try to get behind this guy, though. He has for sure. He has been at the butt end of a lot of jokes and stuff like that. And the Toronto fan base hasn't really been leaning towards it, which is fair though, because he hasn't really given us a reason to support him. But I think this year, I know a lot of people kind of got behind the Yusei Kikuchi movement last year. Especially yep. uh, shout out to Gate Fourteen for starting that as well. Uh, if we can get behind Vladdy like that and just show him that the fans have his back. At least for this season, if he produces another dead season, then sure. Light the torches. Let's start the movement. Maybe yeah. Vladdy's not the answer in Toronto. Yeah. But I think this year, we have to give him one last chance to prove that he can be the central piece of this team. But but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to a little bit argue with you here because I feel like that that's what it is. It is the last straw. This is prove it or, you know, get out, right? Because... We're at the point now where we've seen two bad seasons. We've seen a great season, but but following two bad seasons, it's either you're going to come back and be good this year, and this might set the tone for the rest of your career, or if you have another bad season, is it a see you later? And I think, I don't know, maybe the fans aren't in the wrong to be upset with this guy because it's been two years of making the playoffs, being able to do nothing, and that's not just on Vlad, but he is supposed to be our superstar. And when you're not being your superstar... Well, the fans the fans are going to lose it. And I, I totally understand where everybody's coming from on this Vlad perspective. And with this this contract details and stuff like that, say we do sign Bobachet back, say we do sign Vladdy back, now with the Orioles' new ownership, if they're real, willing to spend money and with all the talent they have in that minor league system, I don't care who we have. We can almost have God himself at the plate. And I don't know if we're going to be able to beat that Orioles lineup in three to five years. Yeah. So it doesn't even necessarily matter about like the Jays window because these guys aren't necessarily getting old. It's just the rest of the division is getting better. They have way better futures than the Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays need to win now. Yeah. And and I know we had a couple comments saying uh, that we were talking about a three-year time span when... Uh, who, uh, what was it? Vlad and Bo, like Vlad and Bo are two, two years, year. and then Kevin Gosman, Springer, I think Dalton Barshow and Kirk. Are yeah, so so I mean, whatever. If you want to argue two, three years, whatever it is, that this year has to be the start of something. Otherwise, two, three, four, whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if this year goes down the drain. This is a start to a bad road that then the Jays are gonna have to dig themselves out of. So if you want to go and you want to say two, three years, whatever, if you want to argue with us about a year or whatever. This is the year to make a statement. And if we don't make a statement this year, I think realistically, there's going to have to be moves. There's going to have to be big decisions because how many years are you going to keep backing these guys and not win and not build up your system? Yeah, at some point, the 
finger is going to point be pointed at Ross, even though Ross has constructed, I believe, a pretty good roster. You yeah. look at this team on paper, and they do compete with maybe not the Dodgers anymore, yeah. but the Padres, the Braves, all these teams, they, they can they can beat them. They've had success against the Braves over the last few seasons. I know they swept them last year. So it's not saying that this team, the way it's constructed, can't beat these good teams. We just have to seek consistency and success from our core guys. It doesn't matter who we sign. We could sign like a superhero. We could sign Batman for the Hulk. Who knows? And it doesn't matter if our core guys are not going to compete. Yeah, and 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 with all this negativity a little bit, we have some great news for Jays fans, a great news for Vlad. We're going to get into that right away. All right, so everyone, at least everyone that I know, has an old beater that they want to keep on the road, one of their babies that they just don't want to see go away. And with eBay Motors, they can keep your ride or die on the road. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home a winning trophy is also what keeps your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible, eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available for U.S. customers. So, like we said, we got some great news on the Blue Jays. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the cover athlete for MLB The Show 24. Now, this gets in that this gets him into some elite company. Um, some of the players over the past bunch of years that have been on the cover uh, ha- have turned out to be extremely good players, exciting guys to watch. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you this: out of the past five years. Who do you think is the most exciting player to watch? Uh, the last five years, there's a few guys that come to mind. Obviously, Mike Trout's going to be one. Bryce Harper is just electric. But as it depends how you're asking this question. If you're comparing it to the MLB cover, then I think I think yes, you have to go the with last Harper. Five, the last five cover, cover, cover athletes, athletes yeah. then I have to go with Harper. Bryce Harper is such an electric player to watch. Those Philly playoff series. Oh, this guy's just electric. He's a lot of guy. A lot of people don't like him because he is a little bit arrogant. But it's either a love or hate thing with Bryce Harper, and I'm on the love side. I'm not sure about yourself. Not on the love side. So yeah, obviously different differentiating differentiating opinions here. But yeah, I have got to go with Bryce Young's uh, Bryce Young story. That's my Panthers football coming into play there. Bryce Harper's 2019 season. So over the last five seasons, the last five athletes have been Bryce Harper in 19. Javi Baez in 2020, believe that or not. Yeah. What a downfall from that guy. Uh, Fernando Tatis, 21, and then Shohei Otani in 22. And then last year's was Jazz Chisholm in 2023. Yeah. Um, it, to be honest with you, uh, Jazz Chisholm is one of my favorite players to watch. He is, he is, he, he's a guy that looks like he's having fun all the time, but you can tell he's got that competitiveness to him that I always talk about that I love. Um, but Vlad will be joining some uh, some good company in another great player from 2006 was the cover athlete, and that is Vlad Guerrero Sr. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool to have your dad and yourself on an MLB cover. That's, uh, I don't think a lot of people can say that. I don't know. Is that the first one ever? I think that's the first one ever. 
Yeah, that is that is crazy. I know that there's going to be an argument with the Vladdy stats last season. I'll quickly go over them. Uh, he's only slashed 264, which isn't great. 63rd in the league. These uh, rankings in the league are all from ESPN. Uh, he has 26 home runs, which would have been tied for 38th. 94 RBIs tied for 34th. And the OPS, which a lot of people are bringing up, uh, especially on the MLB Instagram, it was tied for 67th. Yeah. Which is not great. Yeah, it, it makes you think, right? Like, so what are the qualifications, I want to say, for these cover athletes? Because, I mean, we can go back down the list. Jazz Chisholm, Shohei Otani, Fernando Tatis, big year, right? For all, those three guys, you, you, you understand why they are the cover athletes. Javi Baez had a great season before, uh, electric player at the time. Okay. Bryce Harper, always been an electric player. Love him or hate him, um, he's an electric player. Aaron Judge, another big guy, right? Huge name. Uh, carries a lot of weight. Then 17 was Ken Griffey Jr., which was a sort of a throwback, whatever. Awesome pick. Honestly, such a fun game. One of my favorites. Um, 2016 was Josh Donaldson. Nobody can argue with that, right? Yeah, and then uh, 2012, I believe, was Jose Bautista, another Blue Jay. Yeah, 2015, Russell Martin. There's a lot of Blue Jays that have been on the cover here, which is surprising being the only team from Canada. And the people that may argue that Vladdy had a bad season, I think you got to look at this from like a business aspect as well. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is one of like the most known players in the league. Yeah. You could debatably put him up there, not necessarily with Otani, but I would say like Mike Trout. I think Otani is in his own complete league now with the MLB. Yeah. With people knowing him. But yeah, Mike Trout, uh, Fernando Tatis, another guy, Bryce Harper. Like he's a very, he's almost a household name, I want to say. So maybe he didn't have the best year, but when you look at Vladdy's career over the last six years, he has put up pretty good numbers. Home run derby champ too, right? What, what an electric year that hit off of Corbin Burns. He just launched that into left field. Oh, I miss that body so much. And that's why we just all Jays fans are hoping we can get just even a speck of that body back from that season. But going back into this MLB cover stuff, obviously a great achievement. He commented on it. He said, so cool to have myself. And then, my, like he said, my dad was on the cover in uh, 2006. So it's just a cool experience for him. Yeah, he, he, he did say it's a dream come true. And I think for, you know, as a kid playing these games, right? Maybe like... you. I don't know. You, you see a guy who also just plays video games, loves the game, enjoys the game as a big thing. Like I know we, we sort of get upset with Vlad about talking about how, um, you know, maybe a little bit unserious he is, but maybe he just loves the game that much. And he is a very marketable person. So to have him on the cover, I think it's going to draw a lot of people in. Uh, everybody knows him. They know how electric he is. Uh, yeah. I, I think this is a good pick. I think as Jays fans, it's a lot more fun because that means that, you know, the cards that come out um, are going to favor the Blue Jays a little bit. You're going to get my team packs. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be a lot of money spent. Between that and my gambling, I'm going to be broke. Um, but and sports, I mean, good thing we have this podcast because otherwise you would be in a lot of trouble with the, the amount of money you spend on sports. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. And then I'd be talking about it just to a wall somewhere. Whether it's hats, jerseys, bets, cards, ultimate team packs, this guy loves the sports game. I, yeah, I have sports spending. Yeah. I, I just, I, yeah. You know what? I just, I love the blue Jays so much. And I remember the year that Josh Donaldson was on the cover. I was over the moon. I actually went and competed in uh, uh, a Man- uh, Manitoba tournament came second that year in MLB the show. Oh, wow. Um, so I got actually like a, for, a, it was like a PlayStation cover signed by Josh Donaldson. Well, I'm surprised you don't have that framed in your room. Well, you think it's coming. It's coming. We'll get it up here at some Still point. Still looking for the frame. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 an electric. And so we want to say that um, if you guys want to go, uh, I think you can pre-order the standard edition of this game right now. It's out March 19th uh, for all consoles. 
And yeah, I just think it's going to be a fun year. We might do some, you know, some games, some streams, whatever this year, just see, sort of see how the year goes. Uh, I, I love playing um, guys. I watch, uh, you know, there's a lot of baseball guys that play the game as well. Um, so that they seem to have fun. I know they did a couple of years ago during COVID. They actually did uh, like a, like a league for all like professional baseball players that all played in the same uh, MLB, the show league. Uh, and they play against each other week to week. They they even street like uh, televised it on yeah. TFN. It was it was a huge thing. Obviously, people weren't really able to do anything during COVID, so just any sort of entertainment was just uh, fun for people to see. Uh, saying that, uh, we're gonna go into our locked on streaming channel. Obviously, the Super Bowl is in a week and a half. Uh, NHL trade deadline is approaching. Hopefully, my Canucks can get Elias Lindholm. That's what I'm hoping for. You have some picks to give up. And then, obviously, the NBA season is still in full, full fruition here. So with our Locked On 24-7 streaming channel, you can tune in at 4 a.m., 5 p.m. Whenever you feel like you want to digest your sports content, just go to the Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever Nashville 24-7 streaming channel. And, and you know what? We got uh, another episode of our player profiles here. And two guys that I think, well, one guy for sure we talk about a decent amount for the good things or the bad things we're going to get into right away. So as Carter mentioned, uh, Super Bowl is in a week and a half now, and um, it, it's time to celebrate. It's FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, the Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Uh, FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, but FanDuel also has bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. I know I'm going to probably go in and make a couple parlays. Um, I don't know who you're betting for, but I think if if I'm betting, I'm going Kansas City. I just think they're going to be the favorites, even though I'm, I'm going 49ers. See, it, this question for me, it depends like what – who I want to win, who I think is going to win. I think it's tough to bet against Mahomes just based off what he's done, but I do want the 49ers to win because I don't know about you guys, but I'm sick of seeing Taylor Swift all over the NFL uh, Instagram accounts and just on the streams as well. Uh, new customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, so we are back with another episode of our player profiles. So today we have two positional players. Both of them probably going to make the opening day roster, but probably won't start. And we're going to go into our first one here being Santiago Espinal. I'm going to give this over to you to see your opinion on him. Yeah, it, it, I mean, as you know, I don't want to see Espinal start anywhere near the diamond for opening day. But, um, you know, I, I will say his stats from last season really aren't that bad. I mean, some of them are, but some of them are honestly not horrible. He had 93 games played, two home runs. That's an issue. 25 RBI, not great. 36 strikeouts, which, okay, whatever. He, but a batting average of two. 48 and he slugged to 335. So it's not great, but as a guy that you're going to bring off the bench, as long as he's not a starter, it's, it's honestly not horrible numbers for a bench bat. 
Yeah, Santiago Espinal is a guy that's, again, very hot and cold. So you can kind of play him when he's he's playing well. Yeah. And he gets that hot streak. It's a great. I mean, you saw it in, I believe it was 2022, uh, Santiago Espinal, the all-star, which is ridiculous. Who knows how that happened? I mean, that is just... There might, have been, there might have been some names added into that battle with Fox or something. Like you, I, you Americans, you'll like it. It's like the 2022 election or 2020 election or whatever you think is going on there. <laughs> yeah, with Espinal, though, I mean... A good, good defender. Like you're not expecting a lot from the guy. Like he, the, he he's a role player for a reason, right? He's not going to start opening day. But I think the interesting thing with Espinal, and I think this might be part of the reason we haven't moved him yet, is that he is really good friends with Bobachet and Vladdy. And obviously, Bobachet had a great year last year. So if Espinal is going to contribute to any sort of Bobachet success, then I think that's just a good enough reason to keep him on the team. And he was actually in a 50 cent music video with Vladdy in 2023. They were in a 50 cent music video. They were in a 50 cent music video. I'm not sure what uh, they did in that music video. <laughs> I haven't unfortunately watched it, but that is, I found that very interesting. Do, do you know what the song is? I do not. Okay. okay. I so, don't so, have the song. So look up 50 cent music video. If you want to see, uh, who was it again? It, it was, was Blatty and Santiago Blatty and Espinal. That kid. That's pretty two, two interesting ones. But that's one, cool. one person or one place, sorry, that I always think of when I hear Santiago Espinal is in 2021. When we were playing the Royals, it was the bottom of the ninth, two outs. And he gets a pop-up over his shoulder. He ranges back and just sticks that right hand out and just snags the ball. Such an electric play. I think that might be Santiago Espinal's career highlight, unfortunately. Because, again, like he he hasn't really had a major role with the Blue Jays. But, again, I mean, 2022 All-Star. So, I mean, with those two instances, you might have to battle those out to see which one's more important to him. Yeah, and, I mean, you know what? I... I really don't hate the guy. Like he's, he's an okay player. He's, he's, he is like, you can see that he is friends with some of the guys in the team and, and they are buddy, buddy. Um, that, could be, that could be a problem though as well. For sure. It's this, the uh, unseriousness that, that we always reference. That absolutely could be, but, and I don't know, I don't know what you do, right? Like if he's going to be a strictly a bench bat and maybe a defensive swap once in a while, then okay. But I don't want this guy anywhere near the lineup for for probably even like he had 93 games last year. I don't see a a world that he gets like that. I would want him getting over 50 games this year. Yeah, maybe we can start the narrative that uh, if Bo or Vladdy are messing around in the dugout, that we can just blame it all on Santiago yeah. Espinal. Yeah, it's all es- Santiago Espinal. Espinal can take the uh, the blame for all of the Jays' uh, sorrows during the season. <laughs> That's horrible. But oh my god! Defensively, this guy isn't bad. The pro, like he can play third base. You can pretty much put him anywhere in the infield. Let's be honest. The thing is, we have IKF, we have David Schneider, we have Kevin Biggio. We have so many guys like this. So I just don't really see a spot for Espinal on this team. I think again, he can come off the bench, maybe provide an impact, give some guys some rest days. But as for the starting lineup, I don't see this guy sniffing it unless he has an unbelievable strength training. Even at that, I, I, I I've almost gotten to the point where I have I don't really have a ton of trust in him even if he has a really, really good spring training, unless it's like un- unbelievable, he still has not won my trust. Yeah, because he is one of those guys, when he is not hitting, he is bad. Like, yeah. It is tough to watch his at-bats. Well, you pretty much know he's going to go up to that plate, and you're like, well, all right, well, just call the inning here. Yeah, I mean, Espinal, he seems like a good guy, a good morale guy in the dugout, obviously no, he, said. Yeah, seems buddy, like a buddy. great guy. Yeah, buddy-buddy yeah. with all the players. Nothing against him personally. But as for baseball, uh, not a guy that I can see making a huge difference on this roster. That is going to take us over to our next player who might have an even more minimal role for this uh, Toronto Blue Jays roster, but it is a role. So it is Nathan Lucas. And this guy's role will pretty much be coming in as a defensive substitute 
and then pinch running for guys, probably like Kirk, maybe Vladdy, just different guys depending on the game situation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, 29 games played, 31 plate appearances, zero home runs, two RBI, batting average of 192, slugging of 308. I, I feel like there's better use of our bench. Like, I don't know. Like, you're telling me that there's not another guy in our system that could come up and maybe get more games than him and, and make more of a difference? Yeah, it sucks for him as well. It's because, like, this was his – or 2023 was his first year in the major leagues. Yeah. And he just never played. It's hard to develop when you're not playing. And we have said this a bunch of different times about minor leagues in our system. But Nathan Lucas doesn't really have the upside to be playing every day. So yeah. it is a little bit of a different situation. I could see the Jays signing another outfielder, more of like a, a fourth – outfielder like a Tapia kind of guy we had a few years ago because Nathan Lucas if we have to sub him in for George Springer that is a huge downgrade offensively oh it's it's enormous it's absolutely enormous and I feel like with him there there there's more guys in our system that we could probably give a shot to that maybe have higher upside and I I don't know I mean I got to go and take a look at like who would be the best replacement, but I think you're on the right track of maybe another signing. That's sort of not like a, not an elite outfielder, but somebody that would, well, will do better than Lucas, but maybe obviously you're not going to get anybody near what George Springer or Dalton Varsho or uh, Kevin Kiermeyer are. Yeah. And Davis Schneider said in an interview as well, that they were kind of testing him out in left field. So that could be an interesting scenario. And that would also probably take time away from Nathan Lucas. So it is going to be interesting to see. And what you said about the bench, like right now, we're going to have either Kirk or Jano, whoever's not playing. Then you have IKF, Espinal, or Schneider. You're going to have two of those players on the bench, assuming one of them starts at third. Probably going to be IKF. I'm still hoping for Schneider, but it looks like it's going to be IKF. And then you got Nathan Lucas, which, again, he's going to be nice for those late-inning games where you get Kirk on first and you need one run. But other than that, I think we could get a guy that maybe a speedster, same thing, but a guy that's going to have a little bit more impact offensively. Even if he just hits for more of like an, uh, we we get a guy that can hit for somewhat of an average, right? And and it's just a speed guy that we could throw out there. That I I think it'd be so much of it. Like, why do we have guys like? No offense, I don't want to I don't want to put Lucas in with this category, but Bradley Zimmer. You I know was, what I mean, like it's sort of that same thing. It's like. What are we doing here? Hey, Bradley Zimmer was a great defender and he was fast too. So, I mean, it's it's one of those role things where obviously he had, it was funny watching him because he had the worst uh, offensive season in major, major league history. Yeah. But again, like if you get rid of Nathan Lucas and you don't have anyone for speed, who are you going to put in when Kirk gets on and <laughs> you need to score that extra run? So I don't think he has a role here. It's just his role is pretty established already. It won't change much. He's going to be limited that defensive and uh base running rule yeah and and of course you know when you get into like the playoffs and stuff moves will be made where this you know he, his role is probably not going to be utilized and probably not brought into into the playoffs but um well rosters do expand for the playoffs so they might actually have them up as well depending uh, on this is a long time away though so maybe yeah. the jays make a move yeah maybe trades that I, I i still believe that uh that there's going to be a move made closer to the start of the season if not already into the start of the season uh, I know you're sort of on the the role of that we're still going to make one more signing. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the Jays are going to sign an outfielder. I'm not going to get into who I think yet. Maybe yeah. we'll do that on a later episode. But uh, we're going to probably wrap this up here. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, our Twitters are Carter First 2 because I couldn't get the one. Still got to find that guy. Maybe I'll send an email to Twitter or X, I guess it is. We always yeah, do that. Uh, his is Braden5Owasco. 
And I just want to bring up one more time our Locked On first ever national 24-7 streaming channel. No matter what four of the major sports you want to go see, be sure to tune this tune into this. Great information there. We have a lot of experts covering all four of the top sports in uh, Canada and America. Uh, just tune in to go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national 24 streaming channel. Yep, and we want to say make sure you guys go and subscribe again. The The percentage of you guys that watch and aren't subscribed is just insane. I mean, it would help us out a bunch. We're, we're getting close to 1,000. We really want to hit that that milestone. But we, we really do appreciate you guys tuning in, watching, uh, leaving comments, uh, leaving likes. It's It's been unbelievable. We've had just such a blast uh, these first bunch of episodes. And, and honestly, it's just going to keep getting better. When this season gets going, oh, my goodness. I'm, oh, I'm so up. excited for spring training. I cannot wait. We're getting close. About 25 days away. It's yeah. coming up quick. Anyways, thanks for watching, guys.